278 of Good Luck High Five. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering. Whether you are sitting at home playing some arena because someone that you know has COVID, or <laughs> you're getting <laughs> yeah, you're, you're getting super excited to go out to your LGS. We are here for you. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And yeah, we are recording uh, long distance today. Long distance. Distance. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> so yeah. All, all things considered, not really that long. Um, because we've had COVID exposure. I am under the weather, as you may hear. So apologies for the quality of my voice this episode. But we have a lot to talk about today. I mean, this show is chock full of just goodness, question mark, badness, question mark. Lots of different stuff. <laughs> it's full of Ness. Yes, there's so much Ness in this show. We've got so much Loch Ness. <laughs> if only. That's our that, that's a new podcast. We need to start searching for the Loch Ness monster. We'd have to go look for it. I don't think you can look for it from Minnesota. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Like, it's just kind of like, we know it not here. But I guess we have a lot of lakes. Don't they, like, have a camera out there that's, like, you know, at, like, looking at the lake, being, like, spot Nessie? I mean, if they don't, they should. Yeah, you mean at Loch Ness? Yes. Wow. Yeah, probably. Just saying Loch also, Ness, that idea is free. What if, okay, if there is a Loch Ness monster mm-hmm. that they've never found, yeah. mm-hmm. I think that it is equally likely that the Loch Ness monster has its own, like, underground series of tubes <laughs> between all the between all the lakes in the world. I thought you were going to say has its own Instagram that we can follow. <laughs> <laughs> the Loch Ness Monster at this point would just be an influencer, okay? Oh, for sure. 100%. The Loch Ness Monster would be like, you found me. Also, now follow me on Instagram. <laughs> Check out Casper Mattresses. Uh, but what we're actually talking about on the show today yes. is the uh, um, MTG Arena economy because there is a stream last week that Wizards of the Coast held where they talked about the arena economy and mm-hmm. let's just say it was less than successful. <laughs> it, well, it didn't go so well for them. Less than successful is how it should be described. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's truer words, truer words. So we're going to talk about what exactly they said, uh, what the community thought of what they said, the changes that are coming, what they mean for you if you're an arena player, and kind of just talk about our feelings about the whole way that Wizards is approaching the arena economy and the player base. Yeah, um, which we've talked a little bit about last week in regards to alchemy. Yeah. And so this will also kind of like update on that conversation totally. to be like, are they doing any of the things that <laughs> people talked about to make alchemy like more popular? Yeah. Spoiler alert. Answer is going to be no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have lots of thoughts, lots of thoughts. And I know you all do, too. So feel free to share yeah. them at GLHF Magic if you want to send us a tweet. But I know a lot of people were tweeting about it last week, too. So we wanted to get in on the convo. We're also going to talk about Nuka Pena. Yeah, because there have been some really cool previews. Uh, so, yeah, we'll just talk a little bit more about, like, what's going on? What do we anticipate? We could make some predictions. Ooh, that would be fun. It's probably a, a nice place to make some some bold and highly accurate predictions. Highly accurate. You yes. know, we said we were going to dress up all fancy for this episode, remember? Oh, man. That was before. <laughs> that was before the economy stream. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was going <laughs> to. I was going to blame it on COVID exposures, well, but yeah. you know what? I mean, both, 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 both. truly. <laughs> but before we start our show, a huge thank you to everybody who backs us over on patreon.com slash GLHF magic. Yes. Thank you so much to everyone who is a patron and especially thank you to our two new pa- patrons, Wing and Ken Yay! and to Robert who increased their patronage. Thank so you. thank you so much to all three of you. You can get your own personal shout out by either becoming a patron or by increasing your patronage before next week's episode. Yeah, just head over on over to GLHF to, GLHF, to patreon.com slash GLHF magic. You can become a patron for literally any dollar amount, even a buck. We would love to have yeah. you as part of the family, get into our Discord, and lots of our fun patron-only events that we run here at GLHF Studios. Yeah, we'll have to look at April. We need to get some stuff on the calendar. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I, I've loved everyone that we've done. I love hanging out with our patrons. They're yeah. simply the best, as the song goes. <laughs> great song great song great patrons yeah uh you <laughs> so know who true. is also great is card kingdom yes. thank you so much to card kingdom 
uh, com slash GLHF, a great place to go if you need anything in your magical life. Do you need singles? Do you need boosties? Do you need boxes? Do you need deck boxes? What do you need? Card Kingdom has got it. Uh, cardkingdom.com slash GLHF, the place to go for anything in your magical life. Do you need singles? Do you need boosties? Do you need boxes? Do you need deck boxes? Go to Card Kingdom. They got it. They've got uh, really cool challenger decks coming out for 2022. If you like, want to get started in standard or just play your friends in standard with decks that are a similar power level, you can buy those at Card Kingdom, which I think is really cool. Yes. You can buy the two new Kamigawa-themed Commander pre-cons, which we have, by the way. Yes. So we'll be bringing you a video of how those play Thanks to Card Kingdom, because they're just the nicest. They're the best. Go check them out. Cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. Maria, it is time for the Scryfall randomizer. Yes. Megan, I'm going to text you your art, okay? <laughs> so you'll be able to see it. We're picking art. Okay. We've, we've got had Scryfall give us a random, <laughs> random card art. And the one that it's picked <laughs> for Megan is, um, I kind of love it. <laughs> wow. This is spooky. What do you think that is? Okay. What I'm looking at in this art is it is like a a big skeleton monster. It's like a, it's a skeleton monster made of smaller skeletons <laughs> is my best guess yeah, for this. Yeah. And it has two big legs, but then it has six spooky arms. Um, and it's, it looks like it's like feasting on trash or corpses. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say I, that's accurate. Some combination of both of those things. Absolutely. It's um, wow. <laughs> Very grim. What do you think this card does? Okay. Um, I kind of don't want to tell you the name because I think you might know if I tell you the name. Okay. Black card. Definitely getting a black card vibe on here. Totally. Um, I'm going to guess that this is a sorcery. Mm hmm. Uh, I'm going to go four and a black. It's a classic four and a black sorcery. Um, if you you can sacrifice a creature to get two creatures back from your graveyard to the battlefield. Hey, that's a great guess. And I'm going to tell you one thing. You're right about it being a sorcery. Okay. But everything else is wrong. <laughs> I'm gonna Whoa, everything else. <laughs> I'm going to link you to the card. It's a white card. What? This is Phyrexian Rebirth. Do you know what, Maria? I knew it was a Phyrexian. Yeah, you you could tell. I mean, like, I could, look, just look at it. Yeah, I could feel it. It feels very, very Phyrexian. Um, four white, white for a sorcery. Destroy all creatures. Then create an XX colorless Phyrexian horror artifact creature token where X is the number of creatures you destroyed this way. Wow. Yeah. So cool. I will say I had like a vibe right of you're killing some things and yes. making a new thing. Yeah, you totally did. You totally did. Like it's eating the trash. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, exactly. It is. It's a monster made of eating other. I've got to say the flavor text on this card. I really enjoy, which is as long as one drop of the oil exists, the joyous work continues. Phyrexians <laughs> are creepy, y'all. Real the creepy. Joyous work. Yep. Yikes. You know, they're Yikes. all about it. They're like, yes, yes, we love this. <laughs> We love completing people. Okay. Yes. So we live, love being part of Phyrexia. <laughs> you know, sometimes I wonder like, would I hate being a Borg? I probably would. But at that point, do I really hate it anymore once I've been, you know, changed? Yeah. Like, do you know? Yeah. Like, no is the answer. Probably. I think somewhere like deep in your subconscious, you know, it's your, 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 yourself still exists, but it's hard to pull that back out once you've been Borged. <laughs> as seven of nine will attest um here is yours oh look at these p fine folks okay um it looks like a ravnica scene there's three people um dressed in their armor with various battle implements the front guy is holding a sword he's wearing an armored top that like looks like it <laughs> looks like it has two protruding boobs on it <laughs> not gonna you know lie yeah it does it does <laughs> i can confirm he's got a sword the people behind him have a spear and a sword <laughs> It, uh, yeah, it looks like Ravnica. It looks like fall. So this makes me think, yeah, that uh, this is the time we went back to Ravnica recently. And this is like some kind of, but I don't know what the card is. I'm going to say it's a white card and you make three 2-2 two, two soldiers for like six mana. I know that's not it, but that's what it makes me feel like. 
Wow. Okay. I am going to send you the card. You are very, very close Ooh, here. Okay, great. Um, The card is Hazda Marshall. Oh, It yeah. is, in fact, from Guilds of Ravnica, yes. which is the most recent time that we went back. Um, It is one white for a 1-1 one, one, uh, creature human soldier. Whenever Hazda Marshall and at least two other creatures attack, create a 1-1 one, one white soldier creature token with lifelink. Oh, great. Okay, yeah. So, that's, like, that's it. Yeah, you had the right vibe of like making tokens um, of it being the most recent time that we went to Ravnica. Nice work. All right. So I got pretty close that time. Yeah. Man, I love Ravnica. It's pretty great. What a great you set. Know? Um, we have a lot of nostalgia for it. For sure. First our place first, we went, man. Our first place. Yeah, our first plane. Let's talk about the magic arena economy. Wow. Could you believe that this would be what we were sitting here talking about, you know, five years ago? (laughs) I mean, I think back then we would have only been happy that Arena exists. Yes, for sure. Like, remember the time when we thought Arena was never going to come? Yeah, 100%. We're so spoiled now. We're like, oh, I don't like the economy. (laughs) It's like, shut up and be happy you have it. Yeah, because there was a long time when we should have had Arena, quite frankly, but we didn't. But we didn't. And so we were just... Just like, will we never get it? Yeah. <laughs> but here we are in the future in 2022. So um, the basics yes. of what happened was last Thursday um, on Weekly MTG, Blake Rasmussen is the host of that show, interviewed Chris Curitz, who is the executive producer of Magic Arena, and talked about the arena economy. They said they wanted to have a stream about it because a lot of people had been asking tons of different kinds of questions and they didn't want to sit silently while people were like, they wanted to let people know they were talking about it and that they were thinking about it and implementing some changes. Yeah. So that's why they did it. Um, You know, sometimes you say this meeting could, could have been an email and (laughs) part of me thinks that this stream should have been an article because it did not go well for them, Megan. Yes. Uh, it seems like particularly the questions part, yeah. the Q&A section <laughs> Real was bad. perhaps a little rough, which I just want to say this. It made me think as we were talking about it. And it's like, how did they not think that these questions would come up? Um, which leads me to argue, I believe that there should be an improviser on every team yes. <laughs> of every business. Absolutely. 100%. Just to be like, hey, let me sit here and tell you, like, brainstorm for you all of the questions that people are going to ask because it's going to happen they should prep them like a presidential debate (laughs) yes exactly right like you you should know it's like when you know like taco johns or whoever will have people in to eat a new taco johns item and then tell them all their thoughts yeah for sure like focus group have a focus group do that I think that wouldn't be a half bad idea. Like, I just assume that they do have that, but maybe they don't. You maybe know? they don't. And maybe maybe it's more about reactions to stuff as opposed to them being like, tell us all the questions you're going to have. Yeah, exactly. They should tell you all the questions they're going to have. Yeah, so they, the like Megan said, it was broken apart into um, one part where Blake was just talking to Chris about stuff and one part that was a question and answer. Overall, this is my overall feelings of the stream. It started out, you know, Blake was sitting upright in his chair, having a good time, like talking to Chris. And as the stream (laughs) went on, slowly you could see the soul inside him leaving his body, just (laughs) dying in front of our very eyes, like then slumped in the chair by the end, responding like, yeah, yeah. yeah, Yeah. uh I mean, how could that not hit you hard? Like the, the chat was going at 20 million miles an hour with people so angry about what was occurring, not only because of the things that they, the changes they had decided to implement, but also I would argue the overall vibe, (laughs) (laughs) the vibe of the stream was infected. That's the word I'm going to use. It was, I, in my opinion, I know how hard it is to be one of these uh, Wizards of the Coast employees that has to face a nonstop barrage of people yelling at them on social media constantly over absolutely everything, including majority of things they have no control over whatsoever. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and I under, I understand how that can probably over time really change how you feel about the people that you're talking to and presenting to in a stream like yes. weekly MTG. But I think the outcome of this was just a general attitude from the two hosts that in my opinion was a little bit, um, snobby. That's the word I'm going to use. Uh, okay. It felt like they were um, talking down to the audience and yeah. it felt like they were annoyed with them. And it felt like they were like, um, 
you know, kind of treating them like they like they weren't so smart or whatever. That's um, a that's a pretty bad vibe to have. And I'm just like, I just want them to think about that when they go into these streams, right? Like, yeah, these are your these are your customers. And yes, a lot of them yell at you constantly, but a lot of them don't. <laughs> a lot of them just want to hear this. A lot of people are watching this the yeah. day, day after or whatever. And they just, you know, they want a vibe of the people caring about them, caring yeah. about the people who make the product that they use, that they love, you know? Someday Maria and I will do an episode of this podcast where um, we're talking down to you. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I don't know if you are, you know, We've got some deck recommendations, but you might not be good enough to play it. <laughs> I don't know. So look, I know this is a choice note, as we say in improv, but I think you... So these are some decks, but they might not be the deck for you. <laughs> but, you know, come at come at your viewers from a place of respect and love, please. I know yeah. it might be so, so hard. And is it fair to you? Probably not, you know, no. in the grand scheme of things. But I feel like that's just what you got to do at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's, that's my soapbox moment for this stream <laughs> overall. Um, let's talk about the big takeaways of the things that they announced that they're going to do. Number one um, was the, the overall feeling that for constructed play, the focus of Wizards of the Coast is on deck iteration instead of collecting every card in a set. That means they expect players to find a deck they like in standard, whatever format they're playing, kind of stick with that, change out cards every so often, but not try and collect everything. Yeah. I feel like, tell me what you think, Megan, but I feel like that's not really the way people play Arena. No. I mean, I, I feel like... Um yeah, right. There there are people, um, which I kind of probably count myself in, to be fair, like the deck iteration um, area, just because I am for the most part a person will be like, I generally like the same style of decks and the yeah. kinds of cards that they use are not going to change that much. So, you know, I have my, you know, four copies of the Wrath <laughs> in the set yeah. and I'm going to use that across a couple of decks. Yeah. That being said, I know that I'm right. I also know that I'm not the only type of player. And that there are people who are the opposite and do want to be able to build whatever they want at any time. Yeah. Um, and and like one, I respect that. And two, you also can't just act like those people don't exist. I feel like arena is so the churn is so high, right? If you're trying to play any deck yeah. on the if you're trying to be, you know, compete in the ladder system, which I know not everybody is. Yeah. But I mean it, it, it's so much higher than it used to be just because it exists. That mm -hmm. the fact is you do need to, you know, change decks up if you're going to compete on the ladder system. Um, more than I think you would be changing them up IRL, which the parallel between magic arena and real life card and card acquisition and all that, I think is too close. Um, yeah. at least as far as wizards is concerned, like we're thinking about magic online, which is a predecessor to arena where you can trade cards. Um, yeah. you can't do that on, Magic nope. Arena, obviously, there's no trading system. So you just have to kind of like acquire, 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 and you'll never get your money back, quote unquote, if you want to get rid of any of that stuff. Yeah. Um, which is a little bit of a tangent. But anyway, that's that's their overall thought, like constructed decoration, not collection, which means, you know, that makes sense why it's hard to get a collection on Arena because it was designed that way. Right. Yeah. Um, for limited players like Megan and I. This, we're going to just say this up front. This is not a problem. If you play yeah. limited and you're halfway decent, you will not have a problem ever basically having wild cards. You'll just have an, a surplus at all times. I don't ever worry about crafting any deck ever. So if you're somebody who's even marginally interested in limited, I would say the real way to exploit arena and to use it to the best of its ability is to play draft. Yes, exactly. Right. People were talking about like, oh, how many boosters or how many rares do you get for like gems? And I'm like, well, OK, if I'm counting that I put fifteen hundred gems into a draft and then I get at least like usually at least three rares. Yeah. Or like right, like some number of rares from that and then some number of additional packs from that and some number of additional gems from that. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm never thinking about my return on those gems. Yeah. It's always solid. <laughs> It's always really good. So yeah. I know people who are constructive players out there and don't like limited don't want to hear just play limited because they don't want to. That's not how they play the game. But yeah. I'm just letting you know that if you're on the fence, like the ideal way to play arena in its current form is to be a limited player and then use yeah. those wins to make your constructed decks. Also, 
Limited is great. Yes. And you also, should just be playing it anyways. We've, <laughs> it's the best way to play Magic there is at it. <laughs> yeah, we've always been limited advocates, even before Arena, because it's just fun. It's just it fun. Great. It's great. It's different. Listen, you don't have to play the same matchups again and again. Okay? You don't have to worry about playing, you know, is it Epiphany or Dragons or whatever, because it's a draft. Everybody different. Everybody different. Truly magic is Garfield intended. I'm, yes. I know that's what everybody says, but I think that draft is kind of um, um, super pure. It's so it's so delightful. It's so fun. Okay. This is just becoming an episode about how you should draft. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, the other thing that um, players are upset about with the arena economy is the fact that there's no dusting, which is um, something, a mechanic that's used in Hearthstone, that's used in Yu-Gi-Oh!, where you can trade rares you don't use or don't want in decks and dust them and make other cards out of them. And they were very specific on the stream that they said they do not like the dusting mechanic. They think it is bad um, to destroy cards in your collection to make other cards. They don't like the feel bad of having to do that. Um, and you know what? I don't think they're wrong. I don't think that dusting is the ideal format that some people are holding it up to like, oh, this is what we need in the game. People just yeah. say that because that's what they get in other economies that they like better. Um, yeah. So I'm not sitting here saying I have a solution, but... Um, you know, I don't think that dusting necessarily is what, you know, should be the thing sitting on the top of the pedestal that everybody's like, this is what we need in the game for sure. Because I yeah. think Wizards has a point that it kind of sucks. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, anyway, so th that's off the table for them. What else is yeah. off the table to improve the economy potentially is trading up. So people say, hey, well, I've got 10,000 uncommons. Can I have some X percentage of these turn into a rare wild card? And they say they have they have not discussed that. Um, and that Why answer not <laughs> kind of baffles me. I mean, how could you how could you have not ever talked about it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. I look, I can't, especially considering that this is not the first time that people in the community have brought it up. Yeah. How is it not on your radar to discuss and have an answer for? I don't. Unless I don't saying know. that they haven't talked about it was their way of saying we have talked about it and we know that the answer would make you mad. Yeah, I think that <laughs> that might very well be the, the Which truth of it. might be what was actually the subtext of we haven't talked about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um. You know, that, so that's just kind of disappointing. And that's what I meant kind of like with the talking down and stuff like being like, oh, we never talked about it. And the, the chat being like, well, how on earth could you not talk about this? People have been talking about this forever. And and you're all not having this conversation, even if you don't like it. Yeah. You should, should have at least talked about it. Um, their their point was that they want so many commons and uncommon wildcards because they never want you to have to build a deck and not have a common and uncommon wildcard available. To that, I say... That will never happen. I have 50,000. It has never been anyone's problem in the history of problems. Not commons or uncommons. I don't even know how many uncommon wild cards I have, but it's a, it's essentially a billion, right? It's, it's, it's essentially infinite. It is um, no different from having one billion uncommon wild cards so in my it's like, account. You've, you've accomplished your goal here. Like, people are not worried about that. But also, no. now we're skewed so heavily to dumping in the bottom. <laughs> yes, exactly. And... Right, you want you're saying that you don't want people to run into this hypothetical problem when people are presenting you with a real problem that they already have. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great way to put it. Great way to put it. Um, yeah. And of course, the other problem that was discussed was the fact that, you know, alchemy is extremely expensive to play yeah. on arena. It's hard to get the packs. There's no way to draft them. Um, and you don't get refunds if your card gets rebalanced down. Um, and people are like that, you know, that just feels really, really bad, especially yeah. when those changes affect historic, a format a lot of people came to love. Um, yeah. so the, the response to that I thought was so poor, which was, well, you know, Luminarch Aspirin is a card that got rebalanced down and it still showed up in decks that were played in the Neon Dynasty Championship this past weekend. And I'm like, what is this? What is this con like confirmation bias, like argument here? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah. Okay, you've got like one example <laughs> and you're like, look, it still got played. Well, sure, but that's not always going to happen every time. It happens sometimes, but like, I don't yeah. know. That felt pretty unfair. Yeah, that's, um, ah, that's kind of challenging because I, on the one hand, I do kind of see what they're saying. 
because you look at like Town Razor Tyrant. <laughs> yep. Which has been rebalanced twice now. Yep. And is still and is still very playable. Yeah. Um, and like Luminarch Aspirant. That being said, there will be cards for which that is not true. Yeah. Right? There probably already are cards for which that is not true. Um And my question so, with that yeah. too is like, what what is the problem? This is a pain point for your player base that yeah. has been in the works now for months, ever since this was, you know, announced and the re- the first rebalances happened. Yeah. And I really don't see the, why the cost is so huge to Arena to say, okay, well, if we balance it down, we'll give you a rare wild card. Like, yeah. I mean, or whatever rarity it is. I, I just truly don't understand why they yeah. can't do that because especially the, since they're crafted more often yes right like they are more often to be a card that you, you have to craft crafted there's molly making her appearance <laughs> as always molly on our re- remote episodes hi molly <laughs> <laughs> she has opinions i'll tell you that about yeah. the economy yeah like you ha- you have to you have to do it more often because there's less ways to get cards and <laughs> i know right um and I don't know what this is not going to bankrupt you by like giving out a wild card for I mean, right. Am I crazy? Like, no, just just the amount of goodwill it would generate in your player base by saying, hey, you're right. We're giving this to you, I think would be worth a lot of money, honestly, from Mm -hmm. uh, how many people are really upset with the way arena works this way. People asked, hey, what if you did some drafting with alchemy as a way to get some more cards in there? And they kind of sort of poo-pooed the idea. Like, they weren't really interested. And they're like, ah, maybe. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff. Which is a great idea. Yes, we talked about it last week, making a cube. And I think it sounds really fun, putting some alchemy cards in there. I think it would be super smart. So, right, the the draft itself can be phantom if you want that, but it can award alchemy packs. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely. And they said, oh, maybe we'll do some more events where we'll award alchemy cards as rewards and stuff. And I want to say they did that in a recent event, but like a lot of the cards that were awarded didn't end up being alchemy cards. They were just other stuff. And people were like, okay, great. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Anyway, so... The fact that they're just like, I don't know, maybe we'll think about it. Like, yeah, but there's all these problems. Yes, of course there's problems. You don't need to respond that way. Be like, hey, that is a great thought. And we are working on it behind the scenes and whatever. Just that that small shift in attitude about how I'm responding to that question, I think, is kind of important. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. It feels also kind of like they're they're like, um, we like... I'm going to get that microphone closer because I'm sitting farther away from it right now because of the cat. Um, <laughs> I've, right, it feels like they're they're not approach. They don't feel like they're approaching it from the angle of problem solving. Right. It kind of feels like they're not really acknowledging that there's a problem. They're just like, oh, there need to be tweaks. And it's like, no, you're not working with something that has no problems that you just want to tweak a little to be better. You're working with something that right now your your clientele is saying has a has a problem. Right. And so you need to be approaching it as problem solving as opposed to just adjusting. Yeah, I agree with that. I um, think it's kind of what sticks out to me. So on this stream, they were like, hey, don't worry, everybody. We've got a solution for you. This is the number one problem people had with this stream. We've come to the moment. <laughs> I'm- uh, I'm doing that like, like tense laughter in anticipation. Yeah. Uh, so they're like, hey, you need, you want some more wild cards. You want the ability to get them more easily. Don't worry. We got you, fam. We're going to offer a wild card bundle, 12 rares, four mythics for the price of, drum roll please, $49.99. <laughs> oh, my God. I cannot tell you. I've seen a lot of vitriol from Magic community over the years. <laughs> We've been doing this 10 years now. Yeah. Never have I seen everyone so committed to being like, what is wrong with you? That price is absurd. <laughs> it was wonderful to see everybody come together for a common cause. Yeah, here. yeah, to see everyone united in their everyone disdain. United. That that price point, I truly do not understand yeah. how they could have arrived at it. Baffling to me. Utterly baffling. And immediately when they posted it, people were like, wait a second, that seems really wrong. Because... You know, Frank Karsten jumped on it, did ran the numbers, and mm-hmm. he said, if you spend $50 on MTG Arena on 46 packs, then, based on a rough approximation, including the wildcard wheel, wildcards and packs, and vault progress, you'll usually gain about three mythic wildcards and nine rare wildcards, besides the cards you open. Besides the 
Yeah. Besides how many packs, how many packs you open, you opened all those packs. Yes. You have so many rares and mythics from those packs. So essentially you're trading three rares and one mythic wild card for 46 random rare and mythics. <laughs> Which seems like a pretty good deal. I, feel- I like collecting specific cards, but if you <laughs> asked me to give three of any card I wanted for 46 random cards, I'd be like, yes, yeah. great deal. Please give it to me. And the problem is the community right now sees alchemy especially as predatory. They yeah. think that Wizards is trying to like squeeze every last dime out of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is just like more proof for them that they're like, this is ridiculous. You think you're going to get this money out of us. and. Yeah. Even if that's not what's happening, because I don't believe it is, that's the perception. And you need to respond to the perception because for those people, it is reality, right? And this is what you're offering them? Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) Molly's purring. Um, This this um, she always she is always purring. I also feel like going back to kind of like the the problem solving mindset part of it, too. Like you were saying, people see it as predatory. And I also think that they're. Like, this to me is like, you don't understand that what you need to do is rehabilitate alchemy because it is not, it is not a good, it's not in a good place right now. No. Um, Which really sucks because, do you know what, as a format, there is stuff that I like in it. It's great as a format right now. I've been loving playing the Is It Mill deck. I think that there's like, the Orza Ventures deck is so cool. There's a lot that could be great about the format, but your biggest problem is with player perception of it because the format feels predatory in addition to the arena account, like on top of the already arena economy things that people have quibbles with. Yes. And it's like, if you want to save this format, there is one thing that you can do. And that is rehabilitate its image to make it feel not like a predatory format to people. And if you're sitting there telling me that, like, no, we're not going to give you any wild cards back when we rebalance a card that you spent wild cards on. Yeah, doesn't feel good. That's not you're not re- rehabilitating the image of a format that you're trying to save. <laughs> you're just digging its grave deeper. There's a bunch of tweets after this where people are like, what could you spend $50 on? You know, like and of course, it's all of these other games and everything. Um, but, you know, the way you you also have to view arena within an ecosystem of other games that are similar like rune terra like hearthstone i know that yeah. it's not but um th- this is what people are going to compare it to mm-hmm. i am here for it being more expensive than those other games because it's a better game and i think we can all mm-hmm. agree on that from every angle however i don't want it to be almost impossible to try to play it like what you know with a, a, a reasonable dollar amount that you're spending to get the cards yeah. that you need if you're a constructed only player. So uh, they also announced they're going to yeah. give you a mythic guaranteed pack for 1300 gems on arena. Uh, okay. Whatever. Uh, How much is a regular pack? I don't know. I don't less even than, know. Uh, less than that. I never buy a pack, so I don't know. Me neither. <laughs> Unless filthy, it's a daily deal. The filthy drafters over here. Yeah. Um. So th- those are the points that people were most like, this is so bad. The overall tone w- was so negative. Uh, the way that people were reacting, just sighing and saying, oh, we can't do that because of the technology. Like, ah, man, it just felt bad. It just felt uh, infected, as I said. However, yeah. they did announce some things that I think normally people would be very happy about, which is why I'm like, maybe this should have been an article. And it, it is. <laughs> you can read it over on Daily MGG. But yeah. Um, so they did address the fact that there's no Pioneer on Arena, and they said they, they confirmed that a non-rotating paper format is coming soon, quote, relatively soon, to Arena. Mm-hmm. And they didn't say what they're going to name it or what it's going to be, but they uh, commented that it's going to be a bridging format to Pioneer as they work towards adding all the cards. Okay. Great. Okay? Great. People yeah. love that. Um, okay. They say they're going to um, rework their constructed events that they hold to make them include better rewards to make the events okay. more worthwhile. Okay. And maybe a potential ranked component. Thumbs up there. Great. Love it. Players will soon be able to select a favorite basic land, which everybody's been crying for for a thousand Thank years. Thank God. Thank God. This one was very funny because somebody asked it and Chris confirmed it and Blake was like, oh, we didn't announce that yet. <laughs> So whoopsie doodles, but delightful. That you happened. know what? He needed to give so uh, he needed to give everybody in that chat a win. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> and also, apparently, the technology 
I'm going to use that word, even though what the hell? Okay. Does that mean behind the favorite (laughs) land system is expected to make it easier for the team to address the issue of card reprints leading to players having more than four copies of the same card with the same art, right? Because you have 10 duresses or whatever, or, you know, a billion, I have 1 million duresses. Or, um, if it's a mythic that, or, or a rare rather reprint, then that, that is even more annoying. Because you don't need it, you already got it. <laughs> so hopefully that will be able to address. Um, yeah, they say the rate at which players acquire wildcard from booster packs is, quote, open to change, but they have no plans to make changes to the system as of now. The boot, the $50 pack is going to be up there for a period of time. I think it was six weeks or something. And then they're going to take it down and they're going to reassess after that period of time when nobody buys it. Um, if they should change oh the price. <laughs> when, when no person purchases it. <laughs> They will take it down and reassess. Yep, yeah. So they'll, th- they'll think about it. Um, <laughs> and I can't see how they don't have a download after this stream. It went so poorly, so yeah. poorly that there needs to be some soul searching there. Like maybe there's a lot of pressure from up high being like, hey, you need to make Arena more profitable. Um, because but, I, think it, I, I think Arena is their least profitable thing, by the way, because I think okay, like tabletop yeah. and whatever makes them way more yeah. money. So maybe there Fair is enough. this pressure. So. That being said, it's the same thing where people are so profit focused, like, oh, you're doing this thing. Does that immediately equal me getting money A to B? Well, if not, then I'm going to disregard it as unimportant. And I think that sometimes a lot of businesses fall into that trap. Like, well, show me the show me the money that I'm getting from this. But like, and if not, then then it's then it's not worth doing. Like giving somebody a wild card for a rebalance. Am I making money off that? No, then it's off the table. Well, (laughs) you've also erased goodwill. You've erased players like playing your format and spending more money to get cards Mm -hmm. and like infecting their friends and the community with negative thoughts about how the arena alchemy format works and et cetera, et cetera. You can't always monetize everything, okay? (laughs) What, Maria? You can't monetize everything? You can't just be like, this thing only has value if I can make money off of it. Okay, bosses, whoever you are over there. I don't know, Hasbro overlords, who's ever telling them to do this. Like, there is value in things that do not directly make you cash, like in a straight pipeline. The same Um, pipeline the Loch Ness Monster uses to travel between lakes. (laughs) The Loch Ness Monster cash pipeline. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Right? Like, yeah, investing in goodwill is is going to make you money also. And it's like you said, it's not A to B money, but it's like A to D money. (laughs) And A to D money, guess what? That's still money. That's still money. (laughs) Still money. And in some ways is going to be like more, is going to be like a more long-term and sustainable kind of money. Exactly. Like fostering goodwill will make you money for longer (laughs) than like one, one ticket item. Oh, I can't get over the $50. I mean, it is it's insulting. It's an insulting dollar amount. You shouldn't be able to get over it. It's like, it's, <laughs> I don't know who did it, but like, I hope they're having uh, it, their email not. inbox looks kind of bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, also, we just want to let you know, you can use the code play Neo Alchemy for three free, free packs on Arena. Um, Great. Just FYI, if you want Great. some of those. Now give me the cube. Give me the alchemy cube. I want Maria, it's it. such a good idea. It makes me so mad. I mean, it's such a good idea. I can't see how in the future they won't do it. People love people love drafting cube. Like, and I'm not saying have it open all the time. Yeah. But do you know what? When a new out al- like an alchemy set has come out, right? People have this this um neon dynasty alchemy set came out and think about like right how long we've been drafting neon dynasty now wouldn't you love a week's worth of alchemy draft like alchemy cube right now absolutely it's the perfect timing i would go in i would spend my money on it exactly it is literally perfect timing for something like that right now because the fresh draft format has now been around for you know six weeks or whatever people are it's still enjoyable but i'm also taking breaks to play a lot of other stuff now because I have drafted it so very much. Yeah. Give me an alchemy cube to throw my money at. It's a perfect timing. It's a perfect timing. And it will always work yeah. out to be perfect timing because this is, we re- release the alchemy set. Like after mm-hmm. the set has been out for a little bit and people are like, Oh, I've drafted a bunch of times. Okay. Boom. Give you a little new infusion of a, yep. a sort of different draft format. Yeah. So you go, well, everybody. That's all the, right. That's the arena economy stream. You can, you can always go back and watch it. If you want to watch a man die in real time. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> go read the article on Daily MTG if you want to watch less. this man die in real time. <laughs> yeah, like there's this YouTube video our friend showed us that's called Watch on Joni Die, where it's not really on Joni dying, but she's like, what? She bikes off of a pier. Oh my God, she bikes off of a pier. Something and like no, that. She like, it's so scary. That one's terrible. It does it's look very like scary. she died. It's a scary video. Yes. Um, somebody just gets pretty hurt, probably. But that's what it makes me think of when I thought of this video. It's like, <laughs> this video is watch on Joni die. Watch, watch, die. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> well, everybody, we have not taken time yet on the show to talk about the previews for Streets of New Capenna, which dropped a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So this came in an article that has like lots of the important dates for New Capenna. Um, some, you know, just kind of like information on what to expect from preview season for it. But then it also has some inc- some incredible art, some really Beautiful. great art um, and a little bit more information and a couple of cards and like alternate art for those cards. Yeah, so Nukapenna is a brand new plane, just in case this is the first you're hearing of it. Um, it's based on kind of like um, 1920s gangster film kind of situation. Yeah. The, the logo is um, uh, knuckles. Like, what are those things called? Brass like knuckles. Brass knuckles? The logo, yeah, the little um, set logo is brass knuckles with angel wings on them. Oh, yeah. Which I think is kind of cool. Uh, also <laughs> gives you the vibe that they're going for here. Yeah. Um, and the deal with it is that there are five crime families that kind of run the city. And yeah. f- so five factions to be a faction set kind of like um, Ravnica, for instance. Five crime families, each of the different three color identity. So kind of like cons of Tarkir. Yeah, um, I'm really excited to go back to a plane that has strong three color factions. Um, in part just because I love me a draft format. For sure. That encourages more than two color drafting. Absolutely. And we got lands to be able to help us out with that. A lot of people yeah. are very excited about these new tri-lands they showed off already. Um, so there's Jetmere's Garden, Rafine's Tower, Sparrow's Headquarters, Xander's Lounge, and Zatora's Proving Ground. They're all the, the various families' um, three color alignments and kind of like their hideout. Yeah. Um, I feel like, right, the names must be referring to, like, the head of the crime family. I would think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we also, so we saw the the regular art for these tri-lands, mm-hmm. which is itself very gorgeous. Like, everything in this is very Art Deco-inspired. Yeah. Um, I really love it. But then we also saw two different alternate arts. Yeah, two different treatments. Uh, one treatment is a, f- is a full art treatment of these, which... I think is just, just gorgeous. And mm-hmm. another treatment is called the skyscraper treatment, which gives the cards kind of like an art deco border. And then yeah. the art inside looks like it was straight out of the 1920s. Oh, it's, it's so like, I, it's so gorgeous. I really love it. <laughs> Me too. Uh, they keep knocking it out of the park with land art and I hope they never stop. Yeah. Um, which speaking of, we also have seen some new full art lands from this set. Oof, yes. Which are just like, again, just incredible. Um, for each of them, there's one that does look more like specifically the interior of a building, yeah. you know, or a space. But then each of them also has one that's just like a lot more highly stylized, right? Like there's a mountain that looks like, okay, it looks like we're in a really cool interior but then there's a mountain that looks like it just kind of looks like a a pyramid of like cool glass light (laughs) yeah i love this mountain this is my favorite one of the set for sure i think it's just beautiful and i just i could see it hanging on a wall in anybody's office and they'd be like Mm -hmm. oh yeah that's some sweet art deco art you know check it out yeah um in one of the islands we see like an enormous statue of an angel yes uh and two of them actually so you know that that's kind of like somehow involved in yeah, here. Yeah, it involved. Like how are the angels involved with this crime family situation, you know? Yeah. So let's talk um, about these crime families. Yeah. All right. So we have Obscura, which is white, blue, and black. Their little symbol is like a hand with kind of like a dagger below it. Ooh, nice. And it's also a lot like the hand also has like a key and the dagger is kind of like the key. Oh, yeah, it is. I never noticed that. Right. That, that looks up your alley, Megan, I've got to say. Very, yeah. We've got counterspell here with the hand. 
Uh huh. And, and then you know, stab yourself in the hand. <laughs> yeah. And then removal, right? <laughs> yeah, removal. There we go. I like that one. Uh, then we have the Maestros. They're blue, black, red. And these are the um, like the old money vampires. So they're all old, rich vampires. And they're like, mm, <laughs> we are here to rule the city. And their logo looks like two cross daggers and a, and a goblet of blood, yes. of course. Oh, I love it. It's a, real, it's a very fancy chalice. Yes, a chalice of blood. Uh, then there's the Riveteers, which are black, red, green. And their symbol is like a crossed big like a you know a big hammer and an anvil yep so they're like that's gonna be your smashy smashy set <laughs> group for sure they can break buildings as easily as kneecaps that's their <laughs> tagline so wow <laughs> is it is it it should be it is though oh I it is make that okay. up, unfortunately that is what they say good job them good job them um yeah my favorite is the cabaretti they're red green and white of and course. Their logo looks like um I want it's, it looks like a lion face wearing a yeah. crown with beautiful yeah. um mane coming down the other side. Um mm-hmm. and they, they their deal is they expect loyalty from their followers or else. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Well. I feel like that's all crime that's family. That's all of them. That's all. That's of them. all of them. So I don't really know what their deal is yet. Uh, and then there's the brokers, green, white, blue, which kind of looks like those big statues, but it's a bird, like a big bird statue with big wings. Yes. These are the lawyers, by the way. The bro- <laughs> they're like, oh, they're just some lawyers. They're like evil demonic lawyers. Yeah. Everybody loves an evil demonic lawyer. <laughs> is this where Davriel is from? Do we know? Oh, my gosh. I bet it is. I think, yeah, it's got to be. Right? It kind of seems like it would be. Davriel is a lawyer and he's wearing a pinstripe suit. I'm going to call it right now. He's from this Yes, right? And he has like that little mustache sometimes. Oh, yeah. The mustache is a dead giveaway. (laughs) This really... So it really seems like this would be where Davriel is from. Uh, They did preview one card from the set, which is Broker's Ascendancy. Previews are going to start April 7th, BT dubs. Okay. Uh, Broker's Ascendancy, which is green, white, blue. Enchantment. At the beginning of your end step, put a plus one, plus one counter on each creature you control and a loyalty counter on each planeswalker you control. Wow. So now we kind of know what this is the cab. No, that's not the cab ready. This is the whose card is this? Brokers. the The, The brokers. Yeah. This is a broker's card. The lawyers are going to be all about putting counters around. I think because this reminds me of cons because they had ascendancies too. Yeah. Jeskai ascendancy. Oh, my old friend. <laughs> what a card. Beautiful. Um, yeah, right. They reward you. It's like uh, it's only three mana for a very powerful effect, but it rewards you for being in those three colors. Yeah. Um, and I so there's an alternate art for it, <sighs> which is. I like. <laughs> it's one of the greatest alt arts I've ever seen. This is by Sean Pagels, and people were giving him props all over Twitter because oh, this art is gorgeous. It's so cool. So this is um, what they're calling right the Golden Age treatment. Yeah. Uh, so it has like it's it has a cool frame already, but then this art is like stylized. It's like the stylized, very like flat, kind of two dimensional looking piece, like cubist. Yes, it's very cubist. Oh, and it's like all these, it's like a rhino and an eagle and a and a person and a human like all around this table where they're making this deal. Oh, it's so good. I love it so much. It's it's such a cool piece. Um, If you haven't seen it, it's in the article. We'll link it in the show notes. It's so good. We also know that there's going to be commander deck for each of these families. Oh, yeah. Which I think will be really fun for commander players, the pre-cons that they're putting out. The packaging for this set is um, incredible. Yeah. <laughs> like the collector boosters are so pretty. I don't even want to open them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The packaging is like the collector booster display. So is so gorgeous, Gosh. which is like such a dumb thing to say, but it's true. But it's just true, okay? But it's true. I love it. I love the color scheme of it. Um, I love that it's like, it's somehow like, right, uh, the difference, like it's both dark and light at the same time. Yes. Oh, it's so good. Uh, talk about the um, the drug thing, Megan. Okay. So in <laughs> case you all didn't, <laughs> in case you all missed this, you know kerfuffle online yeah i'm gonna go ahead and call it a kerfuffle yeah uh so there's a on new capenna there's pro there is a substance called halo right and mm-hmm. we don't know we don't mm-hmm. know a ton about halo 
But we know that Halo is the magical substance that rules the criminal underworld in New Capenna, sought after by all for its magic-enhancing qualities. It comes in many forms, such as crystals, liquids, and vapors. And this is where they were talking to WPN stores. You may consider adding your own to your in-store events. And people were like, is this a drug? Is it just like, are you like, hey... Make this fake drug for your pre-release. Hey, make some meth for your customers. They'll yes, have a great exactly. Time. Um, which Wizards was like, no, it's like it's not a drug, right? It's like it it enhances magic. Isn't that what a drug is, Megan? Well, Maria, <laughs> do you know what? Like, you certainly. I'm sure. I'm certain that there are plenty of people. Who would say that? <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is when I have my highball in the morning, not the alcohol people, it's a caffeinated drink. When I have yeah. my caffeine in the morning, my magic is enhanced for the day. I'll just say that. <laughs> yes, I will say that my, yes, caffeine is my halo. But also, right, we, as we're sitting here joking about it, like that is, maybe halo is just their caffeine. Yeah, um, and, but a bunch of people were like, this is a really weird vibe, right? <laughs> yes. Um, to which I I don't know. My reaction was like slight eye roll. Yeah. Because um, as someone said, it does feel very like, um, it's so funny to me that like people who play magic um, kind of manage to have a moral panic of about something on the, like their own kind of moral panic, right? There, there are moral panics about a million things. There are other groups who have a moral panic about magic. Like you can't have, you can't play magic. The gathering was a, it's wicked. Yeah. There's demons and people are like, you can't have a drug reference. And it's like, I don't, are you just, are you just blowing this out of proportion to have something to be mad at? Twitter never does that. No, what no, am I talking Twitter about? Twitter never does that, Twitter Megan. has never done that ever. Ever. <laughs> ever. The wording on the WPN site, like, when they're like, yeah, make this for your customers and whatever. Just don't put in a martini glass. It's not alcohol. Yeah. Um, I think definitely could have been worded better because it did yes. make it seem a little bit like, uh, wait. Illicit and weird. <laughs> Illicit and weird. But yeah. when they explained Halo, they're like, no, it's like mana. It like, that's, if if this is a drug, then mana is a drug, right? This yeah. is, an, it enhances your magical ability. Like mana gives you the ability to conjure whatever you need if you're a magic yeah. wielding person, whatever. So. I was going to say like, and if you're just like, oh yeah, but a, like a criminal underworld is like fighting for control of it. Like, I don't know. Tell me how that's different. But <laughs> tell me how that's different from big oil. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah, they could have they could have done a substance like oil that was just very expensive and everybody wanted it because they used exactly. it for everything. And, and like, techni- right, I guess like ExxonMobil isn't a crime organization, but also isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, precisely. But also isn't it? So like, I don't know. Tell me how this is any different from... A crime family is different from a big corporation, honestly. <laughs> I know, too, some people are upset because they're like, oh, there is a pandemic in this country right now of people abusing, um, you know, prescription drugs and other kinds of drugs and all that kind of stuff. And it's really, like, obviously very serious and something that needs to be dealt with. And this is insensitive of Wizards to put this in a set. Um but for me, it's like the historical concept of where this set is coming from is 1920s. It's prohibition. Um, yeah. It makes it like we're looking at this like interesting historical event through the lens of magic. Um, and what would that mm-hmm. mean if we ported it over into a magical universe? I personally don't see uh, anything problematic about that. Yeah. Personally. Also, I feel like if you're a person who is in recovery and you're making that argument, okay. If you're just making that argument to right because like your other arguments about it fell apart go away (laughs) right if you're just like oh we shouldn't have drugs because it's a kid's game and someone is like it's not a drug and then you're like well then you shouldn't have something that mimics a real world crisis it's like well that was your second argument because your first one fell apart yeah i think that so like don't don't use that. Like, don't, I don't know. People come out of the woodwork all the time to say magic is a kid's game to use, you know, to kind of like yeah. take it down or whatever. And you're like, yes, I guess if you're 13 plus, you know, you can play this game and you're still a kid. But like kids are aware of the fact that alcohol exists in the world. Yes. Yeah. Also, <laughs> you know, they, they're like, yeah, this exists. It's it kind of, you know, I'm going to. Maybe this is a bad faith argument, but it kind of smacks to me like the Florida, like the don't say gay thing. Like, oh, yeah. don't say it. the kids can't handle it. Like, mm, you know, don't say yeah. don't say halo. The kids can't handle it. And I'm like, 
Anyway. Uh, anyway, yeah. that was a huge thing that I think it was, was a huge thing. And of course, I don't know. I just get. I'm sure that you listener are lovely. I get very tired of many of the people on magic Twitter yeah. because so many of them, I feel like increasingly just feel like they're there to, to vent about it. And I don't understand why they're playing the game. If it brings them that much grief that constantly. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. There's some people where I'm like, as far as I can tell, this only makes you miserable. You. So why? I feel like that, you know, Wizards could have done a better job explaining it on the WPN yes. thing. But, like, yeah. in the end, they explained, like, no, it's not. It's magical enhancing substance, whatever. And if you want to put that towards drugs, like, because of the historical context of where this set is based on, then okay. I think that's, yeah. personally, I think that's fine. But also, like, you know, just make, keep it a, a super magical X, you know, thing, too. You can think about it both ways. Yeah. Um, and whatever you think about it, I guess that can be your reality. Like you could call out literally everything about the game if you drilled down yes, hard enough. If you, yeah, if you really wanted to. All right, everybody, before we go, we're going to say thank you to Ultra Pro. Yes. And this week, because we know, you know, it's a real bummer that spring break is over for many people. Mm-hmm. Although for some people it is currently happening. Yes. Um, or is maybe coming up. And so we wanted to tell you what your ultimate Ultra Pro accessory is based on your spring break destination. Ooh, great. Great. I yes. love it. Um, so we have some classics here. If you went to a St. Patrick's Day parade, mm-hmm. your accessory is anything in lime green. <laughs> Great. Obviously. Great. It green, you green, green. 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 And I love the lime green color. Great. I want uh, that. It's so good. Um, maybe you went to the dentist to get your wisdom teeth removed. Your <laughs> like accessory. You do, like you do on spring break. <laughs> yeah. Your accessory is hot pink glitter deck box. Uh, this happened to me. Cheerful oh. when you are not. Seems like the best deck box to eat pudding out of. Mm, it, you it know, does. I looked and I was like, yeah, it's nice. It's hard. It has smooth sides. Put that put it, put that pudding in there. Absolutely. Nice ice cream sundae in there. No peanuts, but. Exactly. Um, fun fact, truly is how I spent my very first college spring break. Oh, man. That but sucks. you know what? Now I don't have wisdom teeth and my mouth feels better for it. I know. More room to stretch out. <laughs> Uh, so we have even more of those coming. So if you check out uh, our Instagram, uh, GLHF Magic, or our Twitter, you can see all of the other ideal Ultra Pro accessories based on your spring break destination. I love it. Sign me up. Well, fine, folks. That's this episode of Good Luck High Five. Ooh, what what a time. I feel like um I don't know when we've had like a a hotter hotter discussion. Yeah, we had some hot in takes. A while. We've had we had a lot of hot takes. You know, it was time. It was building up, you know. We exactly. gave them time to like change to make you know to you know correct some things that might be issues and then we're like, you know what? Now is the time. The arena economy has been like a it's been a while coming, right? Yeah, like, I think so. I think so. Yeah. I'm really it, really <laughs> I'm interested to find out what they do because of the bad backlash of the yes. of the stream. Like if they like eat crow a little bit and you know humble themselves, yeah, <laughs> slightly. We can hope. I hope so. People can hope. I don't think that thing's gonna be fifty dollars for long. I'll tell you that. No, <laughs> right? I, you were like they'll keep it up for six weeks, and I'm like, when no one buys it in the first week, how much longer do you keep it up? I mean. I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. We'll certainly find out. And yeah, you know, sometimes you just gotta, you gotta give some tough love out there because the mm-hmm. reason everybody is so upset about this stuff is because they love magic. They love yes. arena. They want to play it and we just want to see it be better. And we know that it can be. Yes. Um, right. Like we come at it from a place of, I want to play alchemy. I enjoy the format. I like how much it changes. It has legitimately made me more interested in playing a constructed format. Yeah. That being said, I don't, I know why people aren't playing it. Yeah. I don't think that right now I could in good faith encourage people to play it, even though that's what I want. I'm like, no, I get it. If you don't already have something like slapped together, ready to go, don't spend your cards putting it together because they're not respecting your your work and doing that. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. So yeah, we uh, we got on a little bit of a soapbox this episode, but hopefully you enjoyed it. Um, 
if you have any thoughts about stuff, like we said, feel free to tweet at us. Head to our Instagram. We're the, we're cool kids on the gram. Uh, all GLHF magic, and let us know yeah. what you think about all this stuff. You know. Um, we'll be coming back at you next week. By the way, it's gonna oh, be yeah? another gonna be another week because on the thirty first, weekly MTG is gonna have a stream that's updating everybody on the that's organized right. play policy. Oh my goodness. So a lot of people being like, not looking forward to that after what happened on this past stream, but I am hopeful for it. You know, they just hired Huey Jensen. I'm like, let's go. 31st, everybody, that's going to be there. So we won't be able to talk about it next Tuesday, but we will the Tuesday after that, of course. Um, but just want to have that on your radar. Yeah. For that for that coming up. Um, and then on the 7th, we start Nuka Penna previews and we're off to the races again. <laughs> Ooh, it's what a what a couple of months it gonna be. Seriously. Well, everybody stay safe out there so you don't have to record yeah. in isolation like us. Oh, <laughs> uh, what but, a you know, it's a real bummer. Sometimes it happens. Um and Megan, uh, take Molly on a walk, you know?